Hey there, Queenies. Episode 40. Who'd have thought we'd get this far? Will Kev ever get his queen card back? Will Mr. Randy ever get a queen card? Stay tuned to Seaside Pod Review. After a devastating tongue lashing on Twitter, Mr. Kevin has spent some time in the corner and thought about what he's done. Now we'll see about that, won't we? Sit back and relax. We're talking Queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Seaside Pod Review. Give us a kiss, Kevin. Seaside Pod Review. So here's my story, ladies and gentlemen, and I would like to just pass it along to you. So last Friday night, uh, my band played a little club in town called the Black Cat. And, uh, you know, my good friend, name's Kevin, Kevin Brown told me that he was going to come and he'd made the poster and, and, and I said, you know what, Kev? I'll make sure that you get in for like, I'll, I'll take care of the, the entry fee and I'll, I'll buy you a beer or two. And, you know, and, and I thought, oh, you know, it's getting close to showtime. No Kev. And it's, you know, okay, it's no big, you'll, you'll come, you'll come. So, you know, and I just got my eye towards the door the whole time. And then sort of the night's kind of progressing. I'm, I'm starting to get concerned. Like, I don't know if Kev's coming. So the next thing you know, I'm up on stage and I'm rocking. I'm really trying to put out my best, you know, my base, best put forward here, trying to really put on a good show for these people, but I just can't keep my eye off that door, you know? <laughs> and uh, basically, the show's over, the crowd erupts in, you know, they're, you know, mesmerized by the, the performance of the, the group. And, uh, you know, I cast my eye one more time towards the door. No, Kevin. You know where I was, Randy? I was rescuing um, orphans from a burning building, and I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to make you feel bad about you know badgering me about this 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 gig that you're at. But you know, the, the Lithuanian orphans, I, I got three of them out. Seventeen of them perished, but I got three. You know, it's not a bad you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all honesty, folks, it was very very frustrating for me because I've got the brain of a fucking goldfish, and I remember things for about eight seconds, then it's gone, and. When Randy met, because I think you messaged me that night, right? You're asking me what I was doing. And then I, because I, I, didn't, I didn't get it because I ended up going to bed or whatever. And then I was like, oh, for fuck's sakes, that the gig was last night. And I was all I was doing was sitting on my in my recliner, scratching my balls and, and just watching Star Trek Voyager. So, you know, no good reason I couldn't have attended. How was your week, Kev? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, yesterday, or actually today, as we're recording this, Randy, my the first episode proper of my new podcast dropped. Um, I got another episode of my petty podcast. So I'm, I'm a three podcast guy now. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a triple threat, Randy. Um, I mean, it's all about fucking music. So, you know, not really any sort of threat whatsoever. But yeah, no, it's, it's been a good week all around for, for old Kevin. I'm on three weeks off now, which is the best thing. Like I'm I'm now in full creative mode. Um, I'm just going to be creating like a madman for the next hopefully three weeks. I've got a few things around the house to do. But other than that, I'm just going to be, yeah, having fun. Oh, good for you. Maybe you should start a fourth podcast. I don't know about that, Randy. Would that be advisable? I think, I, I mean, I think I hit market saturation after the first one, but I kept going anyway. <laughs> I kept pushing through. You're not one to take on any social cues or anything anyhow, right? So fuck <laughs> Just it. ignore those fucking yeah. things. <laughs> do, you, do you think, I mean, if I ever had, you know, a manager or something like, well, Kev, do you think that's a good idea? Yeah. What do you mean? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have it in me to self-evaluate. 
I love that. You remember the the bit on uh, Edit of Ten Cats Does Countdown with Greg Davis when he does the Chris Eubank impression? I thought I'd present some to you. And before I do, I would tell you that my agent and every member of production I've spoken to on this show has made it very clear they think this is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the best, man. Love that guy. Love that big, silly man. So about you? What have you been up to? You're, you're back in the crazy work group for the, for the next little while, eh? I am, yes. Last week, I don't remember for sure what the hell I was doing, but this week I am doing lacrosse. It is the World Junior Championship. Mm -hmm. So today, or just now, the last game was Israel and Scotland, and then we did... Oh, wow. Um, before that, we did... I don't remember. I don't remember. The states have played... We've played Scotland, uh, maybe some Irish, Irish people. I don't know. Oh, oh, Aussies. The Aussies played. Okay. Yeah. And, so, and real like, Australian. Said, like some Irish people, not the Irish national team, just some Irish people who turned no, up. No, just some Irish people. <laughs> and some, and I just want to say though, some Australians and real ones too, like from Australia. All you the know way from, all is? the way. <laughs> That's a long fucking way That's to come to fucking way. Saskatoon to play fucking lacrosse. <laughs> And when you, when you traveled all the way, you're in Saskatoon. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you get here and it's like, oh, like, wow, that's kind of a mistake. <laughs> go back to fucking Melbourne. I don't know why, but the idea of Israel and Scotland playing lacrosse is just really funny to me. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm just trying to think who won. I think the Scots won. I would bloody well think so. I mean, I mean, not to it besmirch, was... not to besmirch the Israeli uh, junior close. lacrosse team, but. It was close. It was by far the closest match. Wow. The, out of the four games we've done so far, which I should add, I've got what is it today? Tuesday? I got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I got four more fucking days of lacrosse. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, is this your first? This is is this your first time covering lacrosse, Randy? No, no, I've done lacrosse. Uh, okay, not like not you know. Normally you do one game and that's it. You're done. But, but surely, surely, as a Canadian, you know, a, a born and raised Canadian, not a chancer like me. Mm -hmm. lacrosse is our national sport you must you know you must love lacrosse surely i oh boy boy oh boy <laughs> wow yes yes i sure do well no actually a large portion of the time i don't know really know what the fuck's going on because <laughs> i don't know what the rules are even and so okay i'll tell you this i'll tell you this so i can tell you what i know for sure about lacrosse you can take your fucking stick and you can just absolutely fucking beat somebody with it and that's fine that's fine but then other times you, they'll they'll just kind of mm. tap somebody a little bit, and then oh, that's a fucking penalty. So why I don't know. <laughs> just confusing as basketball. I don't get the rules. I mean, yeah, lacrosse to me, as far as I can tell, is just a whole bunch of people running around for ninety minutes being mean to each other. You know, in a way that's <laughs> frankly, if you did it to someone on the it's, street, would be criminal. Yeah, it's it's aggressive. It's aggressive. Yeah. Like uh, hockey's really aggressive. Uh, this this is probably more aggressive, and they're not as padded up. I mean, you know, there's not the yeah. ice and the skate blades to worry about and stuff, but. Um, but they don't wear shin guards, eh? No. Because that's what I'd go for. It's just walking right around the shin yeah. with my stick. Here, have some of that, you fucker. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be some rule against that. They don't seem to do that. But they'll, like, yeah. like just your torso and your arms and stuff, they'll just, like, they're not just, like, tapping. They're fucking swinging as hard as they can. <laughs> you know, like, these whatever, 18-year-old, 20-year-old yeah. guys. I mean, you can fucking, you can swing hard, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. I've seen lacrosse and, you know, lacrosse, Got a big boost in Saskatoon because we actually got a, a professional lacrosse team who were actually quite successful too for a little while. So, you know, when they go up, when the rush plays in, in, in uh, Sastel Centre, they, they fucking sell it out, right? Which the hockey team never does. And from it what I've been be told, cool, like, yeah. you know, and what I've seen on the, on the, on the TV, very skillful sport because 
that ball whips around real bloody yeah. quick. Like it's the hand-eye coordination is is yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It really is crazy. It's uh, it's a pretty fast sport. You know, it's all right. You know, the sports go it's it's fast. Fast sport for a fast guy. I'm gonna make a little segue here, and I'm gonna say that uh, the people that listen to this podcast are sure disappointed in you, Kevin. Yes, I, I um, saw. I saw that you have officially <laughs> lost your queen card. Now, see, I never had one, so for me, it's it's okay. But hmm. for you, like this guy walking carrying his queen card around like a like a boss, and then to have it just ripped up on fucking Twitter, that's got to be embarrassing for you. I mean, it's the the embarrassing thing is that I forgot to get the goddamn thing laminated. <laughs> All I needed <laughs> I to do was get it laminated, that. and I would have been fine. Well, and then who was it? Was it Doug? That was Doug. Yeah. Well, all Doug would have to do is use a fucking pair of scissors. I mean, I knew I was in for a bit of a kicking. I wasn't expecting it to blow up to quite a level. It did all, and I will say, you know, we we will um, break character for a second. We'll say in in very good spirits, which was absolutely beautiful to be a part of. But well, of course, I, I sort of did think there might be a few more people out there who would sort of, be, you know, at least <laughs> vaguely in my corner. But everyone <laughs> threw me under the fucking bus. It was great. <laughs> well, and then somebody who was it? Somebody started a poll. Was it Rob Hatton? That was Rob who started Hatton, a poll yeah. to see who? Was was more, <laughs> was more the more egregious of the voting choices. The more egregious, <laughs> and that's what I was saying off off camera here. That's my my what I had really thought was a really good friend of mine, uh, Lynn. She <laughs> fucking she threw me under the bus. It's like, hey man, we're on the same team here, you know. I just really was just trying to make sure that everybody knew that really, it it it's you know <laughs> Kevin's the bad guy here, and and Lynn Davidson. She's just like, you know what, fuck that fucking Randy guy. I'm like, come on, Lynn. Yeah, so she she wrote, I'm going, <laughs> she voted. So the question was, um, which of the two hosts have made the most egregious of voting choices? Was it Mr. Randy or when he dusted the profit song? Or and I've, I've, got the, the, I've got the prefix now too. Or was it Mr. Kevin when he dusted 39? And it came back, it came oh, back 52.2%. You're, you're oh. still the bad guy on that, dude. Oh, I see. Look, I have not seen the, I have not seen these finished results. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? Uh, I just, well, I just want to say to everybody listening, uh, and I mean this very, very sincerely, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> a lot of you, you know what, you know, really, uh, it, if, if anybody needs to be piled upon, it's Mr. Mr. Kevin. And, well, the, and the, the remember, pole, the hey, guys, remember no. your, remember the love for 39 you all have? Like, yeah. <laughs> Pile that hate onto him. I'm the no, no, guy. don't pile any hate. I'm, I, I tried to deflect some of this hate too by posting that video of me when the Great King Rat spun up. I posted that. I was like, look at his little face. <laughs> oh, it's uh, all good stuff. Well, should, we, should we do? Shall we do the Twitter poll and all that kind of good stuff, Randy? Because you know we've, we've, we've got some. We've got some comments here. Let's do it. Okay, so you guessed for this one seventy thirty. Ah, wow, I was way off. And I guessed eighty twenty. I kind of thought I might be a little bit low, but I, I didn't think it come back quite as high as it did. So what was the split of the poll for 39? Oh, so we got champion at 87.6 and biting the dust at 12.4. So pretty conclusive that, like I said to you, it's a fan favorite. It's a beloved song. We've had two beloved songs in a row. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Great King Round 39, and I probably should have voted it. But, you know, i gotta, I got to vote my conscience, Randy, you know? You just got to vote the way, uh, the way things are working for you, you know? But, but Rob Patton said, well, 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 Mr. Kevin, how fucking dare you? <laughs> so there yeah. you go. And PJ at New Mercury just posted the uh, the 300 gif, and it says, this is a champion. And then when he 
boot fucks the guy into the into the uh, off the cliff. It says Kev. So you know, I'm getting told I'm getting told off, Randy. <laughs> and this is only the start. This is just the start, eh? Uh, Richard Hearn said, not listen to the pod yet, so I've got a lack of proper information, but plenty of opinions. To say, 39, yes, I like it. But whatever else it has, it's one where Brian's voice is perfect. So I'd say a champion for sure. Yours sincerely, Brian's mum. <laughs> <laughs> now you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Now go away. Uh, Leighton Brown. Mr. Kevin, <laughs> here it is again. In the words of the Cardinal himself, go fuck yourself. This song is a champion all day long. Colon, bit of grammar there for you, Randy. One of the best. Yeah, I like that. Uh, sorry, well, punctuation more than grammar, I suppose. Um, and how dare you cut off the old court clip before those harmonies. Sir, you disgrace the Brown family name, but I'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a lovely little picture there of Rog, smacking away yeah. his little tambo. Yeah, just rocking away. Black pie. I get what you guys are saying about it being a bit middle of the road and all. And I thought it was uh, a war soldier song in my youth too, but no C or slash space shanty would be this detailed texture and lovingly crafted still a champion and the space hippie twin to long away. Yeah. That bit, I didn't, I didn't really quite see that because long away to me is a very different, I mean, you know, long away, it's going away. I, I guess so. I guess I can see what he's, what, what's uh, Black Pie saying. Yeah. Rob Maher says, Champion, a great album track. Always loved it. Even before I studied astrophysics. There's a bit of a humble brag, hey? Nice yeah. work, Rob. Um, three points on Kev's Queen license for dusting this one. Well, three points from Rob. I think I got six from someone else. Um, Alice's dad says, Well, I listened to Mrs. Kevin's... Mrs.? Well, I listened to Mr. Kevin's take on the song, and it really made me think. While I understand your points and how personal they are to you, I have to disagree myself with most of them. It's a bloody champion and nothing will ever persuade me otherwise. Hashtag GFY. Uh, and hashtag Queen Pass Revolts. And then we get Randy to the tweet. Yeah, this, yeah, from, from Doug. And I don't, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, you really got to go, you got to check it out. It's, it's so awesome. Uh, it's just Doug. <laughs> <laughs> that ripping was a sound of Deb's Queen card going up in smoke. You know what? Anyone who's going to take the time to design, yep. print, yep. and then rip up yep. a Queen card for a small indie podcast. I, Doug Seabus, we absolutely fucking salute you, sir. Uh, well, and then he's got 39 playing in the background at the same time, too. Which is <laughs> yeah. obvious. I mean, obviously, he's got to do that. And uh, well, if you notice on uh, his table, he's got a duck-billed platypus there. It is, and it's staring at me. The, the platypus is judging me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever watch Phineas and Ferb? Remember that oh, show? He oh, heck yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice job, Black uh, Lisa Malloy says, I did vote a champion, uh, but I'm with the Cardinal. It just yeah. speaks over the line for me. Uh, on an album I adore, this song and Sweet Lady are my least liked. I never skipped either of them. I do love Dickie's bass, though. Yeah, and I think, you know, that is one of the coolest things. And so, I, you know, I think Lisa Malloy is really like, you know, she's, she really understands. 
Do you really get you? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> you're, so, oh, you're such a fucking suck. Uh, well, Alex, hey, <laughs> I did I did pick a shit kicking too, and I didn't fucking do anything wrong, buddy. <laughs> oh god. Uh Alex Small says this song makes me emotional. Beautiful vocal and harmonies are off the scale, and lyrics about that subject we never heard about, time dilation effect. Just a magical champion. Look, dude, I'm a Star Trek fan. I like I like all the nerdy time paradox kind of stuff, but yeah, I don't get that from that song. If a song <laughs> lyric has to be explained, well, we talked about that too, you know, but I think um Freddie was even saying at one point that he didn't like people explaining their lyrics. They should be left to the, to the listener. So, you know, maybe Brian had just let me sit with my little um, my little hero mm-hmm. returning from the war. Maybe maybe I had a champion. It. So I'm throwing all the fucking blame back on Brian. Yeah, really, in a way, it's Brian, Brian's fault, isn't it, kid? <laughs> Paul Wobbyoff says, Voted champion, a fan favorite, and a bit of fun, and a wind-down song for the band midway through a Queen gig before they started cranking it up again. Another good review and discussion, guys, as always. Well, thanks, Paul. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks so much, man. Now, Carl Anderson says, if you don't think this is a champion, cough, Kevin Brown, cough, uh, turn in your queen card. This is one of the songs that made A Night at the Opera great. <laughs> and then Alice's dad with the, with the gold tick, which you won't forget that, Barry John Williams. This is what Brian thinks of Kev's choice. And it's a little uh, gif of Brian May admonishing me with, the, with his finger. <laughs> uh, Ian Winnick says, call me a brown noser. Uh, and I see what you did there, Ian. Uh, but I'm with Kev on this one. It's my least favorite track on... Holy fuck, you guys always use this A-N-A-T-O. What the fuck does that mean, Kev? I'm going to leave you hanging for this one. Because <laughs> you got to start learning these, Randy. Why do I have to? Why can't we just fucking use full sentences and write out things? Because Twitter's got a character limit, sir. Wait, and, why? And, why and does nice... Twitter have a fucking character limit? That's what I want to know. Because Elon, Elon, Elon Musk... I was going to say Musk, then. Elon Musk is an absolute fucking cockwomble. That's why. So anyhow, it's my least favorite track on A Night at the Opera, except for Sweet Lady. Uh, Sweet Lady. I'm sure I've never listened to more than three seconds of God Save the Queen. <laughs> I don't hate it, but it's still run-of-the-mill folk tune with a weedy vocal. Dust it. Ian. Yeah. See, you got someone in your corner. Ian's in your yeah, corner. There you go. Ian's, Ian's my boy, man. Like me and Ian, I'm telling you, he's, he's, he's Ian's good people. I'm, I'm with Ian. And Alice's dad again. I mean, Barry John Williams. He just can't leave this alone. I don't know. This. I think this has ruined his day. I think you've um, upset he's, him. He's, he's giving me the Roger Taylor with the eyebrow raise gift. But um, Rob Century says uh, a prog psych folk masterpiece. Absolutely magical. Fair nice. enough. Yeah, fair enough. Dominic Pierce says, uh, I have to agree with Kevin on this one. It's, is it a good song? Yes. Is it a better than 50% of the Queen catalog? Not in my opinion. How many songs are on the wheel? 160-ish? That means I would have to find 80 songs I like less than this. Not for me. Dust, I'm afraid. Yeah, and it is, it's, it, it was really, it was a tough call for me, and, uh, and I'm just was happy that Kev's taken all the, all the shit, you know? <laughs> I think there's a little bit of conversation there, too, about that, and it got into a little bit of a, a, a debate about how do you champion or dust it. Is it the 50% cutoff? It definitely isn't for me, but no. I, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's that arbitrary, how do I feel? How do I, well, what do I want to vote today, you know? So just in Fotheringham, hey, the, the, the fucking people coming out in favor and support here, you know, I feel like some of the Queen fans have got my back here. He says, hey, fellas, I have to agree with Kev this week. The name does lead to some confusion. Maybe 69 would be better. <laughs> Childish snickering. Um, however, this and let your heart rule your head fall in the same bucket for me as mid-concert fan fodder definitely bites the dust. 
And then you give it over to you, Randy, to read Lynn's rebuttal. Lynn, yeah, Lynn. I don't know why I don't know why everybody's piling on Kevin, on just Kevin. Uh Randy is just as bad. We're okay with him because he was point <laughs> two to the better. They're both out of their fucking minds. This is a champion all day long. Uh, Kevin, you misinterpreted the lyrics. Not Brian's fault. Seriously, sir, get help. Yeah, see? Get help, Kevin. Oh, Lord. So, Doug Seabus did actually post um, some words other than his, his, you know, his horrendous attack on, on my person. He says, my only gripe with 39 is that Brian may have been too cryptic with the lyrics. Just say the ship flew instead of sailed. Also, wouldn't the daughter whose eyes our hero volunteer looks into, be at least 99 years old, make her at least a granddaughter, still champion. Hey, I think Doug's pointing out some structural flaws in this song. I think he's only strengthening my argument, Randy. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he's really yeah, he's really on your side. Uh, <laughs> Jim C. Curtis Sparkles, of course it's a champion. It's fucking brilliant. What the fuck more do you want? And Stephen Ursel uh, at Kevin Brown Canada, what have you done, he says to Kevin. <laughs> A beautiful and unique song with charm, depth, warmth, and sadness. Champion. So Alex Small posted again, and he posted, I wonder how Atla the Crisis will vote. So that's um, David from In the Lap of the Pods. And Dave responded and said, not dust, but definitely not champion. And I couldn't remember how the, the Lap Pods boys felt about this one, because I did, you know, I listened to all the album review episodes way before we started doing this pod. I couldn't remember on this one, so I'm not. So I was like, okay, well, he's a little bit on the fence too. So, you know. Uh, Midwife Nikki. I think this song, in brackets, in the UK at least, is one of the very few album tracks that got semi-regular airplay. Terry Wogan's BBC Radio 2 Breakfast Show producer Paul Walters loved the song, and it would get onto the program at least three or four times a year. And hey, you don't know, I don't think you'd, you probably don't know Wogan, Randy. No, I do Absolutely just a, an almost peerless broadcaster. Phenomenal broadcaster, an Irishman, just an, an incredibly nice fellow too. Hmm. I deliberately set fire to my colleague's script whilst they were live on air. Dieter at My Chameleon Day says, I can see why Kevin downvoted the song, but when in doubt, and considering that Pretty Good Queen is better than most bands, and since we just have two options, it's a champion. Harmonies, guitars, and that bass. It's a champion, Kev. See, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. everyone's so shouting see at how me. Dieter, I know, but see how Dieter was so nice, he didn't call you Mr. Kev, which. <laughs> He's a civilized man. Yeah, yeah. I've always said I like the Germans, you know, that's ah, good on him. Okay. Um, Paul Bradbury at General Paul B says, I think we need another T-shirt. Mr. Kevin is wrong about 39. It's a champion and it's not even close. You can keep your queen card this time. And he's got the gif, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed, which someone else told me too. <laughs> a pink. At uh, Pank P007, it's faultless. I'm right, of course. And uh, Leslie at uh, Les CI, Kev Brown, I'm not angry, just disappointed. And you know what? You know, Kev, you've really disappointed a lot of people here. Oh, I mean, I've been disappointing my wife for 25 years, mate. This is nothing, you know, this is news to nobody. <laughs> Stephen Jones says, hello, guys. I'm new to the podcast and I love it. Hey, thanks, Stephen. Uh, this is my first vote and I choose champion or chose champion, I should say. From the scaled back harmonies, Roger's theremin-sounding vocal during the middle section to John's ace double bass playing makes this a great space shanty. Well, welcome to the pod, Stephen. And, you know, it's not usually this, you know, it's not usually this aggressive on the Twitter feed, but, you know, you're welcome anyway. 
Glad to have you, Steve. And David A. Wilson says, love it. Don't understand the time travel mind fuck part of it, but let's just assume Professor Brian knows what he's on about. Anyway, it's basically a folk song, a space opera, silver underpants wearing folk song champion. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it, it's a folk song. Uh, Steve at Queen Rock says, I like 39. Hell, I love it, but I'm not in love with it. When I realized you'd be discussing the song, I was actually less excited for the episode. Maybe it's Brian's vocal delivery, but I've never been floored by the song. I can't quite put my thumb on it. Yeah, that, I think that's probably a downvote then. I would say that's probably a downvote there, Andy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Richard McMahon says, just, I mean, simply just says, Mr. Kev. Yeah. I'm not even getting so it's, I will take that lightly, though, because, you know, you, like when you're a kid, when you're in trouble with your mum, you get the full name. So, yeah. Mr. Kev, I think I'm just being slightly admonished or lightly admonished. If it was Mr. Kevin, you know, that's when you get in the boot fucking. That's right. Yeah. Brian Crozier says, champion Anyone who says otherwise will require a sharp boot in the boss <laughs> slash lady, lady boss. boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Nice. Okay. Well, we got to go to Facebook because there's a little bit, <laughs> there's a little bit of follow up on Facebook as well, Randy. Paul Roberts says, what the fuck? Of course it's a 10. Oops, wrong pod. Mr. Kev, hold your head in shame. This is better than virtually anything since jazz and a lot before Randy for Prez. And I mean, yeah, I mean, clearly Randy for Prez is really. Well, you know, you'd have to move to the States because we don't have a president here. So, nye, 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 nye. what do you think about no. that, huh? No, no, I'm just going to be president of the fucking podcast now. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. So Cardinal and president. Yeah. And, and I should, I should, I think it should be pointed out too. Kevin is not the Pope. <laughs> no, I've never, um, I've never sanctioned the abuse of uh, hundreds or thousands and thousands and thousands of children. So I'm definitely not the Pope. <laughs> oh no, that's the Catholic Pope. That's not the yeah. Not, oh, see, the that's not, go fuck yeah, yourself, Pope. This yeah, is okay. the church you go fuck yourself. I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, because it's well. I mean, if you're fucking yourself, presumably you've always got consent. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yeah. I don't see any problem with it. Uh, Sean Geek Podcast. And that's my friend, uh, Sean McGinnity, uh, who does a podcast with his brother, Todd, which is a fantastic podcast that you really all should check out. Says, uh, I love this song. Never heard it before, so this was a truly pleasant surprise. East Coast sound? Absolutely. As a former Maritimer, this hit me very well. And Brian's vocal? Absolutely perfect for this. And may I say, works better than Freddie's. I am adding this one as a like on my non-Spotify streaming service. So we've, you know what? That's Mm -hmm. great that Sean's discovered a Queen song that he loves. He also mentioned later on that he's going back and removing any mention of Kevin Brown in our podcast. Enjoy, <laughs> <So, laughs> because I've been on, I, I was on a, a, just a phenomenal, I had a chat with those guys on an episode of the podcast, which was just an absolute joy to do. Uh, Russell Watkins says, it's a champion for me. I've always enjoyed this unique track. It's probably the most Brian, Brian May track in the Queen catalog. Sci-fi, loss, gorgeous guitar parts. I actually enjoy Brian's understated, wistful vocal delivery on this folk song. A clever contrast with the delicious choral part. It works so well within the genre-bending Night at the Opera album, too. Oh, yes, and Deaky is brilliant as always. And yeah, isn't he always the uh, unsung hero, Deaky? Well, Life of the bass player, man. I, that's a good point, too, though. I mean, we didn't, maybe we didn't talk about that because I hadn't really considered that one until I read this comment that that difference between Brian's very sort of, you know, I'm going to say it, it's like he's thin, his, his vocal is thin, uh, compared to when you get that contrasted with when you get the the, the three part harmonies comes in, yeah, it's, it's quite a nice little change up. I don't mind that. I do have one quick story I'd like to tell here really quickly. Tell about, me a story, about bass Randy. players. 
And I'm not sure if I've told this one before, so I hope I haven't. And if I have, Kev, you just cut this fucking story right out. <laughs> so uh, I actually wrote a song years ago called uh, Life of the Bass Player. And, uh, and it's actually a true story about a bass player in my band. We're playing a jam-packed club. He goes outside to have a smoke or whatever the hell he's doing out there. And he gets back in and the doorman is trying to charge him <laughs> door charge to get back in. <laughs> he's like, I'm in the fucking, we, you know, we played the night before and a few oh sets already. And it's just like, so, Hey, yeah, bass players, they get no respect. So, uh, any chance we get to praise a bass player, <laughs> let's take it. Uh, Aaron K. Henderson says, Brian may not have Freddie's voice, but it works for this song in my book. 39 is an absolute champ for my life. Still ahead. Pity Mr. Kevin. Yeah. I just, again, here and here with the kicking start. So Barry John Williams, not content with boot fucking me on Twitter. He has to come over to Facebook. Comes on, and... on to Facebook as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. What did you just do? He says. This one's a good comment here. I like this one too, Randy, though, because we've got a, we should, we should research this guy and get him on maybe too. Um, Andy Hall Radio says, uh, Hey, Kevin, while I believe you're rightfully getting skewered by your faithful listeners, I do understand your concept of baggage when it comes to Her Majesty's back catalogue. Your wheel has successfully thus far dodged the vast majority of songs I too have baggage in regards to. If I keep playing this game, my time of residing at the bottom of the dogpile of human belligerence will come as well. And so will everyone else's. Keep calm and carry on, good sir. But Dirty Nine is a champion. So there you go. That that's at least if you're mm-hmm. going to lay the boot in, do mm-hmm. it with a little bit of a uh, little bit of context and eloquence. Yeah, a little 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 panache. Andrew Shaw. I know Freddie is a legend, and Freddie wrote Queen's best songs. And Freddie is iconic. But wow, this song is in my top three to five Queen songs. Period. This is the song Brian was meant to write. His voice meshes with the music to perfection. The lyrics are so nerdy, a compliment. The uh, vocal acrobats through the bridge and harmonies and the choruses give exactly what you want from a Queen song. It feels uh, like the song takes you on a journey as it's meant to. On top of that, I just love the sound of Brian's playing. I never tire of the song. I adore Long Away as well, and I think it's a better song for a single. But 39 is Brian in every way, 100 out of 100 for me. So I'm going to say that uh, Andrew's probably saying... He's probably upvoting it with that. With I think that he probably score. upvoted, yeah. And uh, yeah, Twitter... I mean, it's a hundred of a hundred. I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but that's that's like a lot. That's big. That, Those are big numbers, Kev. That that's something that's close to. That's pretty close it's, to hundred hundred percent, eh? That's about as. I think it's well. I mean, like I'm no mathematician, but that seems really near it. Um, with, it was twenty five to two on Facebook though, so it wasn't a clean sweep on Facebook, which I would say it usually has been to this point where Facebook's a pretty bloody positive space. So I was kind of. Not happy to see, yeah. but sort of, I thought I felt a little bit semi-vindicated to see a couple of people on Facebook uh, demoing it. So Jeremy Walpole said, I voted champion, but I don't listen to it too much. Um, it's not on my Queen playlist. However, I can see the beauty in it and the album is better for it. I'm making sense. So I need another beer. <laughs> well, hey, cheers, Jeremy. I'm drinking a beer. Mr. Randy's drinking a beer. We're having a good time. You know, and again, I would fight tooth and nail to keep this song on a night at the opera. There's no way I would want anyone to take it off the album. Yeah. But it's just on that wrong side for me. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, Melissa, and I'm not sure how to say your last name, Melissa, so I'll try it like maybe like Chioka. Boo Earns, Mr. Kevin. Boo Earns, I say. <laughs> I was saying Boo Earns. I appreciate your reasons for the downvote, but it's still a champion for me. I love singing along to those frisson-inducing harmonies. Also, I never associated 39 with space travel. 
In my head cannon, the volunteers boarded on the SS British Queen kind of steamship, <laughs> vanish as they sail through the Bermuda Triangle and <laughs> randomly appear many moons later. Very nice. Yeah, yeah see, there you go. That's a, and again, that's another <laughs> good interpretation of it. I love Laura Hoover. The truth comes out. Kevin's Queen card was a forgery. We've all been yeah. duped. For shame, Kevin, for shame. <laughs> yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you've all been duped by this man. And there's more, there's more shame coming from Nick Crofts, who says, shame on you, Mr. Kevin, shame on you. Again, just there's lots of shame here. Yeah, yeah. Jim Condon says it's a champion, a great track, only bettered by Freddie's singing it live. Yes, yes. Yeah. We, we both agree with that, and not everyone does. Absolutely. But... Yeah, I, I still feel that way as well. And uh, Sarah Chapman. Wow. You didn't. And, and then she's got the home alone. A <laughs> uh, 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 lovely actress who's very Canadian, whose name like. Oh, yeah. Right now. Uh, Catherine oh. O'Hara, is it? Oh, Catherine O'Hara. And she's screaming, Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> Again, our Irish friend, I think Donica. Oh, jeez, I've got to look that up again and find out how to say that and write it down phonetically so that I can do it justice. Because you know, getting people's names right, I I kind of consider that to be a polite thing to do. Anyway, says this is so much a champion that it hurts to hear Kevin give it the thumbs down. If there was a three strikes you're out system for mistakes, that would count as six strikes. Oh, my heart is broken. Uh, Serena Sameka. Champion song. Nice melody. Having said that, I do prefer the live version uh, to the studio. Kevin, I'm sure you will be forgiven in time. And all I'm saying to the lovely <laughs> listeners out there is that we do not let this go as long as we can. Okay? That's all I'm you're saying. A, you're a cardinal. Aren't you supposed to pre- preach love and forgiveness? Not not at the church of Go Fuck Yourself, no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> it just literally begins and ends with, yeah, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah go fuck yourself. <laughs> Uh, Michael J. Smith said, I agree with Randy Woods. Time to revoke Kevin Brown's queen card. Who would have thought that Mr. Randy would end up being the true queen fan and not Kevin? Uh, look, it's not in my top 50 queen songs, but it still doesn't deserve the kind of treatment handed out by Kevin. Come on, Jesus Christ. I, was, I thought I was pretty even handy with it. I didn't think I'd piled onto it. Um, well, listen says, to what Mike says here. Come on, now get through it. <laughs> he says, as my mum used to say to me when I fucked up, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. And, yeah, so Sarah and Sarah said like, you know, less than two minutes in and I'm absolutely crying laughing. So you know what? Regardless of the the pile on we've had and anything outside of it, if, if people have, if we've made people smile or enjoy the podcast, then I don't know, it's all worth it. I think. Was it Absolutely. all worth it? Yes, it was all worth it. Yes, it was. All right. Wow. There you go. So the, there's the socials. It took a while this time, folks, but you know what? I I think we we had to dig into this and and get closure for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. because you know it was this last week has been traumatic on social media. We've all had a lot to say. We've all had to sort of calibrate our feelings towards one another and, and I think we've come out the other end of better people um, mm, well no but I'm just I'm just calling on people to hold a grudge that's all I'm saying <laughs> are these, what, are the, what are the ten commandments of the church of go fuck yourself yeah, well I don't know I'm still working on that <laughs> okay. but all I'm saying is kind of keep that anger kind of bottled up a little bit and then just when you're on Twitter and you're talking to Kevin just sort of like kind of release it you know what I mean let him kind of have a little jab here and there because uh, kind of needs it you're a bad man. You're a bad man. Okay, well, 
Look, what are we doing here, Randy? I mean, apart from talking about tweets and, you know, fucking lacrosse and all kinds of nonsense. Oh my God, yeah, what's what's, what's the purpose of this podcast? Why are we even doing this? There's only one purpose, and it is to spin a wheel that randomly generates a song from a band by the name of Queen, who, in case you didn't know, they're from England. And, uh, and then we just talk about it for just far too long, making no sense. And, uh, and then kind of people comment on it and then we sort of talk about that. That's really like, honestly, if, if I was to just really, you know, shave it down to one single nutshell, it would fit in a, probably an acorn. Hmm. An acorn sized nugget of brilliance <laughs> from the Cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I would say is that I think we, we make quite a lot of sense. On occasion. I mean, it's about selective. I'd say probably one to two minutes per hour yeah. of lucid, sort of thoughtful critique, and then just a bunch of absolute arse gravy for most of the rest of the time. But anyway. Yeah. I will ask you, Randy. Um, so we've had two, you know, again, two pretty important songs in the Queen Canon. Last two weeks we had Great King Rat, which I'll just remind you, I called my shot on. And then we had That's 39 amazing. last week. Um, what do you want to listen to tonight? You know, let me just think here. You know what I am? You know what I'm going to say? I'm just going to say, uh, I hope I haven't said this before, but uh, Flash Gordon. No, you haven't said Flash Gordon. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that would be Flash's theme from Flash Gordon. Yes. Are you talking about the, okay. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Flash's theme. Yeah. And uh, what, uh, what would a guy like you like to hear there, Mr. Mr. Kevin? Uh, Mr. Kevin. Okay. So we, we haven't said anything from Flash yet, but there's only two songs on there that we're really covering because there's only two songs with lyrics with you know with vocals righto but we haven't had a single track yet from a kind of magic so i want to listen to tonight i want to get something from a kind of magic you know what i want on i want to get the last track i want to get the album closer princes of the universe that's what i want to listen to tonight all right now if you get it to two uh well we didn't get it last week but you know like one do you think do you think you'll get it two times this remaining 116 spins I'm going to guess that I don't get it once. <laughs> Even when we're down to one, I bet that for some reason the wheel will find a way to fuck me. <laughs> Let's spin it up and see what we get, buddy. There we go. No, it's never, it's, it definitely can't land. I mean, anything off kind of magic I'd be all right with, but let's see what we get in. Oh. Oh. No. You're not getting Flash's theme. And I'm not getting anything from a kind of magic, but we're getting something that I think we probably both, well, I know I know, obviously, very, very well, and I'm pretty sure you know this one. What are we listening to tonight, Randy? Uh, we're listening to Save Me From The Game. And yes, I do know this one very well. Um, It's a Brian May song. Mm. Again, we're getting back-to-back Brian May songs. Mm. And maybe one of the things we'll be able to do is contrast 39 with Save Me and talk about comparative mm. strengths and weaknesses, oh, right. and those kinds of things. And maybe, you know, maybe I'll swing. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, uh, you know, Kev, I really think that you should really kind of pull up your fucking bootstraps and see if you can <laughs> kind of bring these people back around. So uh, why don't we go and do some uh, research and we'll come back. That sounds like a good plan. Folks, we'll see you presently. All right there, Mr. Brown. So we have another Brian May tune uh, coming in at three minutes, 
48 seconds. And you know, I realized I haven't done this in a while, but this song is in the key of G. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course we have uh, Freddie singing, Brian on the guitar and doing some piano and some synth. Uh, Mr. Deacon on the bass guitar, if you're familiar with that young gentleman. And of course, uh, Mr. Roger or Roger, if you prefer Taylor, <laughs> on the tubs. Uh, recorded at Musicland Studios in Munich, July or June to July of 1979, produced by Reinhold Mack and, of course, Queen. And, uh, you know, I do know the song well, but I did not know that uh, Sir Brian May wrote it about a friend who is, uh, sounds like going through a bad time, maybe uh, in a breakup. And so he just was, you know, putting himself in there and imagining what that would be like, because apparently he didn't have any heartaches at that point in his life. When I was so, reading to, I was reading that it was actually about Freddie. Um, the, the information oh. I've got here, and I, this is from Wikipedia. I didn't sort of review the source or whatever, but it says um, it was written when Mercury's relationship with American chef Joel Finelli had just ended, and then he sort of go, "Yeah, I wrote Save Me." To cut a long story short, I wrote about a friend, somebody's going through a bad time, and I imagine myself in their shoes, kind of telling the story. Somebody's relationship is totally fucked up. How sad that person was. So that's you know. I wonder. I always wonder about that. So you know, well, you think Queen all the songs would include that if that was the fucking case that it was actually. About... I would have thought so, but I yeah. don't know. Maybe we'll have to fact check that. And you know what? We'll put that out to the uh, the Queen people. Mm-hmm. If that's wrong, do let us know. Because um, you know the internet is a, a a great source of information and also a great source of incorrect information. So that it's entirely possible that Wikipedia is wrong on that. So yeah, I mean, this is it's the, again. I you know I I wanted. I just noticed this, Randy, that I'd asked for Prince of the Universe from Kind of Magic, which is the closing track from Kind of Magic. Well, Save Me is the closing track from the game, so I maybe I get, what, a quarter point do I get? Or what do you think? Well, I think maybe we can just start uh, mm-hmm. eking your way back to maybe getting your queen card. But a quarter point? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think that much. <laughs> okay. Yes, this one was released as a single too, Randy, on the 25th of January in 1980 in the uk so before the album was released and then april 80 april of 980 in japan so then again it, it says on on the, the, the pds of wiki that it was recorded june june and july in 1979 which i think you went through you said in munich so again we've got a couple of a couple of songs here crazy little thing called love was the first single on this album and then save me is the second released well in advance of the album coming out remember when people used to do that when they dropped singles from the album before the album came out I do. I do remember that, Kev. That was a glorious time. That's when albums used to be a real thing. Well, do you want to, uh, you know, what sometimes we do on this podcast is we listen to Queen. Do we do that now? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything else, else going at the moment, so. It started off so well Said we made a perfect pair So this is Brian May playing piano on this one too, Randy. I don't know if you kind of found that in what? your digging through. Yeah. No, I didn't. So it's not Fred. And again, you can sort of, you can sort of, if, if you, once that's in your brain, like, oh yeah, you can hear that because it's not played with that same, I don't know, there's just a sense of rhythm that Freddie plays with. It's a different thing. It's a different way that he plays that's a pretty distinctive. Um, and this doesn't have that, but, you know, very low key, beautiful lyric, beautiful vocal. 
you feel as though he's like reaching for a pick as he's playing? Is that why you're, what you're saying? Is there, you think he's looking for a volume knob or where his amp is? I'm saying nothing of the kind. You're not luring me into something else that's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> yes, I will. So I just want to quickly comment that, you know, and our listeners will know, our regular listeners know, we we tend to sort of, we go to the official Queen um, YouTube channel when we're listening to these online, and I share this over Zoom with Randy um, in stereo so that he can get the full effect. This video has always been one of my favorite Queen videos. And it kind of is a little bit reminiscent to me always of, I think this is where sort of Die Straits got the idea for Brothers in Arms. They're, the video for Brothers in Arms it leans back to this because it's that sort of, weird sort of choppy frame rate animation that isn't super smooth and is very evocative and very sort of, you know, plaintive. And I think it just works beautifully for this song that's going on in the background. And didn't it, uh, didn't it say that Brian had some hand in the video? Yeah. I think he storyboarded this basically. I think he yeah. essentially, he laid this out and said, this is how it goes. This is where the, you know, the, mm. the beats are, this is where the stop points and change and transitions are. So, which is kind of cool, right? Because, you know, we're getting a little bit more artistic there, little Brian. Mm-hmm. Way to go. We got some acoustic guitar coming in too, you know, right? So that's a nice little... So it's just piano, vocal, and acoustic guitar. But there is fire around the corner. What? Sin, sin, sin. I can't face life alone. I've always wondered why he's naked and he's far from home. And now, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. I think it refers to him being naked emotionally, Randy. Get your mind out of the gutter. His dingling isn't hanging around at the end of the fucking road. He's emotionally, he's naked, he's raw. He's emotionally raw. He's stripped down to his essence. He has nothing more to give the world. He's emotionally and psychologically naked, Randy. All I'm saying, Kev, is that if you're leaving your house, always make sure you bring a jacket, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm doing, okay? Physically and emotionally? <laughs> bring, your, bring your emotional jacket as well as your physical jacket because you just never know when the weather's going to turn. This is getting very philosophical, Randy. <laughs> hey, man, I'm very, very deep. At least an inch. <laughs> deep like a puddle. <laughs> At least an inch. <laughs> Or uh, a millometer. A what? A millometer. I'm in danger of stopping this too often, but... You are. I just want to talk a little bit about how how good that arrangement is and how good that mix is of the bass guitar, piano, and drums, how clean everything is. And it's one thing that's always stood out for me on the game. And we talked about it on Coming Soon, I think, a little bit. But it's just, you can hear everything just so clearly. It's just beautifully, beautifully produced. Yeah, the kick drum really sounds great. And yeah, the whole track 
sounds sounds really good. Uh, and the kick drum is, is huge too, by the way. Uh, unless on my studio monitors, I know they sound great. But I'm Roger sitting in the pocket too, which you know doesn't always do. Roger likes to throw things in, and he just you know there's some big the big toms are there. Don't worry, they come in in this song. But at this point, he's really just keeping that nice little slow backbeat going, and it's very very tasteful. Well, I think I think old Roger's lived the, most of his life in the pocket. Hey, would you are you you call him Mister Rushy Pants or something, or what are you getting? At no, you he's definitely not a. You know, he's not a Neil Pert. How do you pronounce that? Do you say Pert or Pert? I've always said Pert, but I... Me too. Yeah. I've been hearing people say Pert, and it just feels weird in my mouth. I don't like well, it. Well, yeah, they're wrong. Fucking hell, that's a just like, one of those lyrics that just rips your heart out of your chest. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah, yeah. He's uh, it's it's not going it's not going great for the the author of this song. I have yeah. no heart. I'm cold inside. I have no real intent. Yeah. Again, that's that. You know, we, we were joking about it earlier, but that is that that naked that nakedness, that sort of vulnerability is you've just lost all sense of self worth and all sort of sense of yourself basically and you strip down to nothing it's like holy christ and so brian I, this lyric is just to this point is off the chart like it's just superb yeah yeah they are they're maybe among his best i even like the opening to the pre-chorus there i hang my head and i advertise a soul for sale or rent yeah. you know what i mean it's like you just ba- you know you know basically love me right you know yeah hey, absolutely everybody look at me come you know and you know we've all met those people in the in those moments where you know I think most people have felt that way even in just like you said just mm. in moments maybe not for protracted periods but I think course, we've all yeah. had that sense of you know the world's a big place I don't really know where I belong and yeah sort of, you can feel small and this song just captures it perfect certainly and when you when you get your heart stomped on then it's yeah you're just a one big throbbing raw nerve. And so again, we're watching the video here, and those rack toms that are bigger than—they're definitely bigger than your floor toms that you have in your in, on your kit in your studio. <laughs> just immense, but they sound great because he's not really—he's not laying into them full steam. He's just getting the the tone out of them, which just makes it sound so cool. Mister Woods is very—he's very quiet. I'm just getting a thumbs up. He just wants me to continue. So you know, we you know what we're heading into now, though, Randy, don't you? We're getting a solo from Mister Brian May. Mr. Sir, Dr. Brian May, but it's not a Red Special solo. What could it possibly be, Kev? Strat? Les Paul? <laughs> Would that it were, sir. Would that it were.
So you're saying that's not the red special? The one, the red special he's playing? The lead? I on? told, I, for some reason, I mentally blocked out that little bit that he throws in because I've always thought that was acoustic. That the intro to that was acoustic, but maybe it's all played on the red special just without any, well, you know, well, yeah, no, drive the, or. No, the front half sounds like it's an acoustic. I thought guitar. it was, yeah. Yeah. That's the it bit I was talking like about, it. Randy. That's the bit I was talking about. Oh, not the solo part where he's playing the red special part that you said wasn't there. <laughs> hey, I'm not an expert. I don't know everything. What? I know a I lot, you... but I don't know everything. <laughs> I thought, you... didn't you? Where's your queen card? I thought you were used to used to brandish it every once in a while and wave it in my face. And now all of a sudden it's gone. Where'd it go, buddy? You know what's really weird is <laughs> I know this song, you know, like my knees and my ears. But for some reason, I just blanked on that and forgot the. It breaks out of that uh, the acoustic bit. I, that's just weird. Maybe I'm just a bit drunk, Randy, because that happens on this podcast sometimes. No. Love that push, man. That's so fucking great. It is. And I'm going to throw, at some point, like near the end of this podcast too, Randy, we're going to have to talk about, or maybe even when we got through the catalog and we've run out of things to talk about. One of the things I do want to talk about is Brian's best solos. I think that second solo in this song is just fucking dynamite. It's yeah. one of those ones that someone's actually sit down, you know, he sat down and composed that, and it's yeah. perfect. Every single note is exactly where it needs to be. It's just beautiful. Yeah, and you know, I'm not sure, uh, I mean, because it just went by, and God forbid I remember anything, but I don't think he's doing his typical doubling, is he either? No. Like, so it's actually just really him just just playing and not using that traditional, falling on the traditional queen of, 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 of layering and harmonizing the solos. So it's cool just to hear him just lay an old-fashioned face melter. And, and clearly, yeah, you're right. It's, it's definitely a, a thought-out solo. He didn't just yeah. wing it. Or, or, or let's, listen, so if I write a solo when I play it, I usually wing it. And then I'm, as I'm winging it, I'm sort of composing it, right? So, you know, I'll go, whatever it is. Oh, hey, that's cool. Let's keep that. And then just keep moving on. Yeah. That's the way it sounds like, you know, to me, maybe he listened to it a, a half a dozen times and kind of was playing stuff along and people are in, in the room as producers saying, okay, hey, that's great. Keep that. And, mm-hmm. but either way, either way, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And the tone is, the tone is outstanding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing but good, good things, man. It's funny, eh? Cause that red special tone is so unique. And it's a rock. It really is a hard rock tone. But it just cuts through like glass in this beautiful ballad and adds it. Does It's not distracting. It's not fussy or busy. It's just, it, again, it's that weird thing where you can throw it in to this scenario. Like, it's, you know, it's the same thing. On It's on Fat Bottom Girls and it's on, you know, all the big rock songs. But you throw it into this little power ballad and it's just equally well done and it just works. It's weird, man. I don't know. It's just, it's just odd to me. It's good, good stuff, man.
Nice. Yeah, man. The video at the end too, where and that's the that's the kicker in the video where the she dove. falls from the bridge, yeah. turns into the dove, and they you know they, they animate the dove, and then it flies across stage with Freddie reaching out to. I mean, that, that's just that's quality, man. That's really really good production. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Well, I don't necessarily think, Randy, that we need to listen to this one through again because you know this one very well. It was on Grace Hits. I know this one very well. Everyone knows this one very well. So, shall we just get to the uh, the business of Bolton? Yeah, I think we should, Kev. Okay, Randy, I voted first last week, and we're starting we're to keep track of this now so we can make sure we alternate it fairly and equitably. Save yes. me. It's a ballad. It's a love song. The Cardinal doesn't always love the lovey-dovey. No. But it's got some red special in there. It's got some piano. So for you, is this one one of the champions, or will it bite the dust? Oh, just let me think here. Um, hmm. Um, well you know kev um after last week's debacle i don't know what else we could <laughs> possibly call it where you just really let the entire queen community down this week what do you vote champion or does one bite the dust? We are the champions, my friends. And I'm not even doing that to get back into people's good books. <laughs> well, you know, if you want, I can start because I did vote first. And I mean, uh, and I guess I've said this before too. I mean, to me, this is one of the songs. This is one of the big ones. This is why we're here. This is, this is, this song gets. Yeah. All the love, everybody, every, you know, uh, you know, if you don't like this, I don't know how you, how you would like anything that Queen does. So yeah, just an all, all around champion. Uh, one thing we have not said maybe lots on this podcast is that, uh, the lyrics I think are solid. I think they're really good. I think they're heartfelt. I think they're fantastic. Uh, and of course, Freddie sings the fucking shit of them. It's just, it's Queen perfection is what I would say. That's what I would say. Yeah, and I'm, I'll, I'll go immediately to the lyrics because, you know, I don't think Brian always does get lyrics absolutely spot on. No. I might have to revise his opinion as we go forward and, and listen to some of the stuff again from, you know, just stuff on Queen 2 and Date the Races that I love lyrically. But my God, this lyric is good. You know, and, and yeah. there's a song off News of the World that might just pip it because my favorite lyric, my favorite line in any Queen song ever is a Brian lyric from News of the World but this lyric overall, I think, is an absolute masterclass in songwriting because there's not a single cliche in this either, really. You know, like it's it's a like you said, it's it's hard to be sincere and you know and sort of lay lay it all out there and, and write a, a ballad or a, a song that exposes yourself without it coming across as like, ah, you know, okay, yeah. whatever, fuck it up, this one, fuck up, or whatever. exactly. Yeah, yeah. This one, it just it, every single line is just it's again, it's just fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, yeah, I clothed like myself it's... in your glory and your love. How I loved you, how I cried. The years of care and loyalty were nothing but a sham. It seems the years belie. We lived a lie. I love you till I die. So even though he's, he's had his heart trampled, he's still in love with this person, which is the worst of all worlds, right? So again, he just he gets everything right in this song lyrically. Yeah, um, vocally, yeah, twenty four from Freddie again. Oh, I mean, yeah. just just amazing. The the guitar solo especially the second one is fantastic. The piano is beautiful. 
I think, you know, Brian playing this really, really works. It's a lot more simple. Again, we didn't talk a lot about Deakey. Deakey's holding the bottom end down beautifully. Roger's adding in where he needs to. It's an exercise in economy. It's an example of how you how you craft just a perfect song, man. Like 3.42, 3 minutes, 42 seconds. It's not boring. There's enough movement in it. There's, there's a key change between the verse and chorus. You know, man, this is just, yeah, it's just an absolute top shelf Queen song. Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, I think you probably did. You probably used fewer words because I'm, I I blather on far too needlessly, Randy, most of the time. Go on. Well, well, there's an invitation to to talk more. So, okay, when this comes out in 1980, so I'm seven when this comes out, which means that you're probably nine. I think you're, I think you're two years older than me, unless I'm misremembering that. But so when you get into Queen and sort of the game, you've got another one bites the dust. You've got Dragon Attack. You've got Crazy Little Thing Called Love. It's a really sort of upbeat, bouncy, bright album with a different production aesthetic. There's not much, well, there's no prog rock on this. So it's a very unqueeny Queen album. And yet at the same time, it's very queeny. But when this song, you hear this song, do you remember sort of any sort of feelings about this song the first few times yeah. or the first? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's what I was going to say before, but you really, yeah, you really were really going on there so i didn't want to interrupt you no i'm just kidding um yeah this song definitely transports me back man uh but I, i'll say this uh and you know i don't i hate i hate to give away my age although you, you're close but uh, for me it was right around 15 16 years old when this really it was like oh man this is like this is this is really something do you know what i mean and, and it really hit yeah. me and like i said just just now even listening to it now takes me back in time transports me back to to you know, fuck the eighties. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not, a, I, I don't, I don't find this one as a dated production aesthetic either though, really, because it's mainly, there's not a ton of, you know, they've got some synth pads in there, which we didn't really talk about too much, but they're very minimal and yeah. they use sparingly. So really it's just about the drums and guitar and bass, which are on the piano, which all sound great with that beautiful vocal over top. I don't think this is a song that's aged badly at all. Like it still sounds to me really fresh. It sounds good sonically everything about it sort of you know on point so i I don't know i think this still works today i i definitely think it works and you know it just uh brings me to uh uh recall uh some of the reading we were doing is that of course this was done in munich and yeah they said so working in a different environment with a different uh producer besides themselves uh they really got back to the 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 basically the meat and potatoes of the song so the yeah the, the rhythm the, the bed tracks and whatnot and you know honestly i really think it shows i mean like you know you had actually stopped the song and made a point of saying listen to this nice separation and uh and of course it is brilliant separation and hey, not something that you always get with queen and some of those no. earlier albums and stuff so yeah so it's really great to hear them well uh, what has to be at the top of their game i mean oh god yeah pun intended know? The game? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Love that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's, 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 a, it's not a callback because it's not a comedy routine, but it's actually pretty good, Mr. Woods. I'm, I'm yeah. quite happy with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's another thing, too, about this one that when you look at the lyrics and you, when you kind of go back and listen to it in your head, you've got two sort of verse choruses. And then the last one, Each Night I Cry, I Still Believe the Lie. So it goes, it, they kind of strip out that co- verse and go straight to the pre chorus and then into the chorus. So you've got verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, then solo, and then just pre-chorus, chorus. So again, I think that's, you know, as a songwriter, you're always looking for those little things that you can do to 
you know, because you could put a full, you could put a, second, a full third verse in there. But I think going straight into that pre-chorus to get to the chorus quickly to finish mm-hmm. the song, that's just a very, very good piece of arranging, you know. Yeah, that's a that's an old-fashioned songwriting trick there that they used. There's a ton of them. Smartly. Yeah, no, that that is, yeah, I, I, I you know, it's it's good. It, it, you know, it's a good point. You know, no bridge. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, yeah, just right. You know, hit them hard, fast, low, often. Get in, get out, <laughs> take it apart, put it together, whatever. Fucking they did it, man. Beautiful. Well, and I was reading too that the um, the video was shot at, well, I spoke to the live parts of the video, was shot at Alexandra Palace in uh, in London, which is Ali Pali. So you'd be very familiar with um, the Kinks. Of course, we're both big Kinks yeah. fans. Um, Come Dancing, when he sings, you know, yeah. the day they brought down the Pali. So that's what I think we talked about. Maybe we've talked about this before, and I'm going to bore everyone's head, but the Pali is the, the palace, and Alexandra Palace is in London. If you're talking about the Pali, you mean Alexandra Palace. Yeah, well, no, that's good. That's good, because I did not know that. I was familiar with that lyric, but I just assumed it meant something that I didn't reference, I didn't get, which when I listen to lots of old, you know, British music, there there yeah. are there are just little things I don't fucking get. You know what I mean? Kind of like uh, I learned what uh, Chunder meant from uh, Men at Work. <laughs> And a combi. You did that one live, didn't you? Man, you did uh, down under live, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, I played it in Banff, Alberta one time, and I had <laughs> badly forgotten the lyrics, uh, which <laughs> happens. And uh, I was quite promptly told off by some Australians <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> uh, oh, man, reverting to stereotype, eh? It was great. How dare you well, get our pseudo-national anthem wrong? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But man, like, well, there's a, I mean, fuck, there's a band. My other podcast, Ultimate Catalog Clash, at some point, I definitely want to be Man at Work. Because they only did three albums. But dear God, they're three good albums. Like, holy shit. Colin Hay can write a song, it turns out. Yeah, yeah. And his uh, his version of Waterloo Sunset by the Kinks, too, is... Oh, my God. That live version. Yeah. It's just... So good. Yeah. Again, this this is a song... I would throw this back to Save Me. I think that's when... A song like Waterloo Sunset, which is as perfect a pop song as has ever been written, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. When Colin Hay sings, just sits on his couch and strums that on an acoustic guitar and, and sings it, that shows you what a good song is. If you can, if it's still a good song when it's just someone singing it with an acoustic guitar, stripped down, yeah. that shows it's really a good song. I think Save Me, if you did on, even if you just strummed it on acoustic or played it on piano and sang with it, it works because the, the strength of the song is in the structure yeah. and the lyrics and the, the melody. It's just, you know, it's, it's, again, it's just perfect. Definitely the mark of a good song if it can be stripped. Stripped down and, and still, you know, you still have a song there, you know. How many of those have you written, Randy? Perfect songs. None. A couple dozen, eh? <laughs> None. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever written a perfect song, so, but that's fine. Well, I, I would definitely disagree. So. What generally tends to happen, folks, is after we've recorded, um, we sit up far too late. Now, it's a good thing that we're recording this on a, a school night, but I am off for three weeks, so we can sit and just blather on even more endlessly about not Queen. <laughs> but I don't have to get up tomorrow, so, you know. Oh, well, good. Good for you. 
do you uh do you think that we've left these people long enough listen to us fucking blabber on about our fucking meaningless pointless lives well pointless lives jesus christ you've been listening to this song i mean you've really taken this song to heart you you kind of <laughs> the existential crisis that this song is is depicting has, has really struck mr randy right in the old uh you know yeah right in the old uh heart pickles that's I just right made that i don't even know what that means i just made that up yeah I don't know what heart pickles heart, are my, my heart pickles are doing too <laughs> fucking good buddy <laughs> i do i do like a pickle here's a question for you randy before we before we close Oh no! Hang on. Is this this is really? Okay, this is this a, is this a pickle question? Because I'm this is pickle. a pickle question. Good. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so you know, I'm English by birth and you're Canadian by birth. You're more of a pick, dill pickle guy, where I'm definitely more of a pickled onion guy. Says who? So what do you, what what do you? Well, that's what I want. Okay, well that's the assumption I'm going to make. So given the choice, if you could only have one and one goes away, would you keep dill pickles or would you keep pickled onions, and why? Well. I, yeah, I have to. I'd have to keep the the cucumber type. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. No, 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 I'm not. Pickled onions are life. I I don't listen. I like a pickled onion, but you just told me to pick one or the other. So I you pick. can't. Okay, but you you can't put pickled onion. You can't put a dill pickle on a cheese sandwich. You can't have cheese and dill pickle sandwiches. Says fucking who? Oh god, that would be awful. But who says that? Well, me. Just well, then. You're, you're fucking wrong. Okay, I want to. Okay. You can put whatever you want onto a fucking cheese sandwich. Of course, you can. I mean, you can put. Okay, yeah, but you can put cheese and dog food on. But it doesn't make it any. It's not going to mean it's good. Well, cheese and dill pickle would be dreadful. You know it. This is the fucking no, poutine thing fine. all over again. You weird Canadians. No, no it's fine. Oh yeah, and I was going to have to say. You know, you know, you really misrepresented me in the comments there on Twitter. What Kurds? <laughs> wasn't talking about the lovely Kurdish people. No, you're racist. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> They're wonderful people. Randy doesn't like the Kurds. Long-held traditions that are wonderful and meaningful, and, and I love them all. I was talking about cheese curds, you fucking fuckwad. I told you on the episode, you've got to stop calling them the cheese curds. They don't like it, and it's not fair, and it's very disparaging, Randy. You're just digging a bigger hole here. Now, first the curds, and now these fucking pickles. <laughs> I don't know what to think anymore, folks. <laughs> Shift the blame, Kevin. Shift the blame. <laughs> Well, I'm a blame shifter. You know that. Okay, well, fuck it. Should we end it then? <laughs> Is that the end of it? That's it. Okay, bye, busted. everyone. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> well, now that's a pretty deadly tune, I'd say. A real, this is why we're here type of excellent song by Queen. If Kevin were to title this episode, he'd call it Save Me. But that would be really lame. So I'm going to call it Sir Brian May needs no saving. He wrote, save me. We genuinely appreciate your engagement. So you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. If you get some time, check out our good friends at the Deep Dive Podcast Network. And we'll be back with you next week to chat about Queen. Here's Kevin. I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear.